So we, ways of making the mind more workable, more malleable, um, clearing, clearing space. It's a matter of being able to sift through the topics of thought and mood and so forth that come up and then resolving, putting aside, distilling their essential meaning to the um, what we should be, what we haven't got done, urgencies and things like that. And either when you get their essential meaning often you can work upon that very emotional pattern in the in the meditation itself rather than something that takes you out encouraging, gladdening, freeing the mind, restraining it, clearing space. Uh, so often it it's really is uh, clearing the thinking but also the um, bodily states. We feel limp, we feel uh, contracted, feel don't feel very well uh, to to clear the bodily residues is sitting extending awareness over the whole body developing a, a space to sit in around the body place of refuge place of non-intrusion non-obstruction and so clearing space going to the body remember the the main of the two two bodily senses are primarily the sense of balance, which is an internal sense, establishing that. If you're not sitting balanced way, then there's bound to be stresses. Where there's stresses, there's tightness. Where there's tightness or dullness, there's room for other um, difficulties to accumulate the physical pain but also a certain level of tension or, or lack of vitality so to sit in a balanced way upright, balanced walk in a balanced way the other sense is the tactile which is to do with the, primarily the skin mm. so we come out to the awareness of the peripheries of the body and uh, you can feel that sometimes the, a slight holding in the hands or a slight holding in the face or a slight withdrawal because of the nature of contact. You know? It can be abrasive or uncertain, so there's a certain withheldness around the periphery of the body. So that also generates a certain amount of uh, stress or, or lack of vitality. So to, so to generate space, to clear the space is coming out to that very sense organ and recognizing, establishing there's nothing harmful around me. There's no, un- we have a retreat situation in a monastery. Uh, there's no pressure, there's nothing on my back, nothing going to jump at me. And, and clearing the residual tensions held in the tissues of the body particularly the face, throat, chest, abdomen, soft areas. So then when we can do this, perhaps we begin to feel it, allow ourselves to to breathe out more fully. 
and uh, that's the beginning of of meditation as a as a definable as a practice based upon an object as a breathing out fully <coughs> And the breathing rhythm is uh, acts as a as a very useful tone to keep going back to in order to the to moderate the energies of the mind. So second point, how to not um, make too much of an issue of the content, thoughts and moods, but so much just the energy, the driven or the spasmodic, where it just jumps and starts and collapses and then revs up and then goes flat again. So moderating energy means we're able to maintain a more steady, continual sense of awareness, receptivity. Um, and therefore also a more continual sense of application and the, rather than just the kind of lunge, sag um, process. So it really helps the um, in the retreat we have and the training in holy life is sense restraint. It's not just about the internal appetites, but also the external impingement. So we're living in a place that's very quiet. Uh, trying to um, diminish the busyness even of such places um, the amount of things to talk about um, moving around in ways that are gentle <coughs> peaceful so you know, you're very don't we manifest as presences that are easy and not uh, jumping something that, that allows one to be more relaxed and feel comfortable sense restraint, moderating the energies. This doesn't by itself mean that um, a, a diminishing of vitality or vibrancy because of the nature of the twofold nature of contact. contact which is purely that that comes through a sense base something striking the eye, the ear or the mind particular <coughs> thought or sounds is that kind of contact, physical contact the other kind of contact is the impression that a mind makes of something it's a fabricated contact, contact based upon meaning, perception, (coughs) 
mood. How something strikes us, we, we say. Pleasant, hostile. Uh, what kind of, so this is the second kind of contact, designation contact. You hear a sound, and what does, what does the mind make of it? Feel charmed, uh, irritated, concerned, what? That's, that's the second kind of contact. And based upon that contact, perception, feeling, and uh, formations, sankhara, volition is based upon that contact. That's what something strikes, and we get going, revved up, uh, gladdened, inspired, or irritated, or depressed. Mm, so, that, yeah. Mm. Whether you find chanting inspirational or boring, there's nothing to do really with the sound. Could be uplifting, it could be irritating, but that's so that internal contact, designation contact. There's something we have, we have uh, the, the, the disposition of the mind is what makes that. Now if the mind itself is clear, bright, unflustered, um, steady, so forth, it doesn't give rise to a lot of, of negative contact. It doesn't generate negative contact. It doesn't get feel overwhelmed, which is the which is the single most uh, uh, you know common standard of why things feel negative. We feel suddenly we're overcooked, we're overwhelmed, uh, we're pushed, we're panicked, and therefore we feel defensive, hostile, or uh, depressed, or whatever. If the mind is spacious, it doesn't it doesn't get overwhelmed. Overwhelmed is when you you're already too tense, the mind is too tense, it's already a stress point, and then the next thing that happens feels like the last straw. I can't take another, and then boom, blow up. So, the mind is um, steady, and you don't get this, this kind of contact doesn't occur like that. If the mind is uh, positive based upon kindness, compassion and so forth it tends to receive even suffering and stress not in a negative way but in an empathic way so rather than feeling depressed we feel moved, we feel loving or something generates a kind of positive um, way of holding the stressful or the um, sad, sad aspects of um, sensory life. We feel touched, but we don't feel broken, depressed by things. So the the disposition of the mind very much affects the, the way things feel, with way that contact touches us. As we 
we will recognize, you know, when we feel um, overstressed, then we're easy to see things, everything in a negative light. When you feel joyful and free, then, you know, even difficult things, you either feel a sense of empathy or you can just smile at it and let it pass. So, you see, that actually the mind, that quality of contact, is the kind of contact you want to really attune to, and you, you see, you can, you can develop it, you can develop the basis for that. So that where the world touches you, you don't broken up or oppressed or, or bowed down by it, or wound up by it all. So we're not, you know, saying there should be no contact, or, but that contact is something to the external level, it's something to be moderated, so that this internal designation contact can be um, fulfilled, enhanced. Um, so then, then it actually is a kind of willingness and a vitality. As it has that, the mind... And uh, when it's cultivated, it has a certain vibrancy and resourcefulness, depth, and humor, vitality, warmth, joy, strength, understanding, and so forth, has these qualities. So that's, we stay in touch with that. And that naturally affects um, both the internal disposition and also even how the world is reviewed. Or seen? Is it a, a massive problem, or is it just the moment, the time of of being with? So actually, the the stilling of external contact, the moderating, restraining of external contact, gives us a chance to work upon the internal base, the disposition designation contact because in a way you're clearing the desktop and you can work very much more fully on just the how the mind is mm. and then, then it's this designation contact then is something that's uh, resourceful and endowed and you can dwell in dwell in that quality of mind you can just dwell in and have contact with the internal base itself this is what samadhi is about, briefly speaking. The sense of uh, restraint is a big part of that, but it's not just a damping down because the external restraint allows for an internal blossoming and uplifting and opening and vitality to occur. You don't lose anything. You don't miss out on life through sense restraint. <laughs> Otherwise, you know, the Buddha said he wouldn't have taught taught us this if it wasn't for our welfare. And because it is for our welfare and happiness, then it's it's encouraged.
So just to back to mindfulness of, of breathing. So just first of all, getting in touch with the breathing experience and in touch is the right word for it. It's a tactile experience, bodily experience. So first of all, being able to breathe is the first step, which isn't all that common that people really do fully breathe because of the stress and tension in the body, the breathing becomes restricted, shallow, or so it doesn't really empty out completely, it doesn't really fill up completely. So clearing space, allowing ourselves to breathe out. So, you know, you have to feel where you are in your own process with that. There's no point um, trying to develop mindfulness of breathing until you can breathe properly, you know, until the breathing happens properly. So, you know, it may be one spends considerable portions of time, one's time just, you know, releasing the, the stress or the tension which can manifest it even as I've got to do mindfulness of breathing. And that actually stops your breathing <laughs> properly and fully. So that any mental stress has a, has a bodily uh, correlative to it. And you can breathe out. Breathing out is the first thing. It's very light. It helps you to deepen below the diaphragm. So one of the one of the areas that gets tense is the diaphragm area. There's a kind of withheld um, lock there. So it's our, one of our places where we most immediately tighten up is in that area under the effect of hostile uh, impingement or pressure urgency is a tightening there so breathing out is a kind of therapy of trying to breathe through that that wall you can deepen below the diaphragm and um, it's also breathing out is, is very useful because of the sense of having to be with something that extends a long way and fades so you don't just you wait until it's completely gone so it's it's a training in letting your attention linger with something that that fades normally our attention goes towards something that arises or is brisk or vigorous or stimulating or strong or impressive but just the gentling and the fading sign. And this is something that, um, again, is accomplished through clearing space, also through moderating energy, so that your mind um, is doesn't just blank out, you don't go numb or fall asleep with it, so that the energy is moderated. This doesn't, between the the hyper state and the hypo state, the under 
undercharge and the overcharge, you've just got the kind of the middle range of energy. So you can mind's awareness can stay with something that's quite soft and dwindling till it finishes, till each outbreath finishes, and then waiting. Because it may take a two, three seconds or so before the in-breath comes. So that's good practice too. Just that waiting in emptiness and then allowing the in-breath to happen rather than breathing. So begin mindfulness of breathing I'd recommend beginning with that sense that, that place, breathing, letting the breath go out, waiting, letting the breath come in. It helps to um, soften some of the control, do it, make it happen attitudes of the mind, which are a kind of tension and nervousness and pushiness. And it, it increases the degree with, by which we're receptive to experience. Rather than trying to make an experience happen, get on with it and be good at it, now we learn to be receptive to an experience. And this is quite a, a shift, shift around. Requires, you know, because once we're in a safe place, then we can, in fact, be receptive to experience. It's not abrasive, it's not abusive, it's not corrupting. It's steady, it's peaceful. So it's your, your own body, <coughs> receiving your own body. So that the so the contact then is 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 willing, but it's not hungry. There's a sense of that openness to to the experience of the body in this respect. So then receiving the breath, receiving breathing, the, the benefit with, with uh, using, practicing like this is that uh, you're practicing with a touch sense and it's really the sense of being touched. You know, so you're just opening and letting your your sense be touched by this this breathing process. Letting your sense organ, your body sense base be touched by it. That is actually, um, obviously the sense of touch is normally a very intimate thing because when you touch something, it touches you, you're immediately affected. You're coming into contact with something in a very full way. It's not just visual contact talking to somebody on the telephone, it's actual there's the flesh, there's the other bit of flesh, pressure, touch, things could start happening here. <coughs> they could be uh, pleasant, they could be exciting, they could be menacing, they could be painful. So it's a it's a very um, volatile um, tactile sense is a very volatile one. You know, so obviously human um, activities, you know, physically contacting other people is, is something you've got to be quite 
care for what you're doing. <laughs> but uh, so, but having this sense of what it's like to feel your own body, the pressure, the touch, the warmth, the repeated flushing, tingling sensations in your own body. And it's actually mildly pleasant. So the, if you like, the contact impression on is mildly pleasant. Even what's more uh, beautiful is the sense that one actually isn't grasping after it. So that the internal contact, the designation contact, uh, is one of joy rather than uh, just pleasure in itself. It's joy is when there's no grasping. It's not just, hey, this is really good, I'm getting, getting my share, give me more, but the joyfulness of it is, is the innocence, the moment, the time, being open, feeling safe, feeling balanced, being open, and that the experience is joy, um, which is piti in, in the language of meditation. It's an important feature of samadhi is the presence of this quality of joy. Mm. That's based on the uh, quality of contact. It's um, so. It's a sort of you could say it's just a, an uplifted freshness to it. no hurry, you don't have to get it, you don't have to make it happen, um, it doesn't mean anything, it's not, this is the big moment. So all these ways in which we grasp or want to grasp, it's not something you've got to keep going for hours on end, it's not something you're going to get on day five, or he's got it or she's got it and I don't have it, all these ways in which we set up the basis for grasping, there's an innocence, just Bear that in mind, it's this innocence of moment of time, just being open to to the bodily body presence in the in the sphere of breathing. It doesn't mean I'm just about to get enlightened or it doesn't have to mean anything. You know how the, so all the ways in which these qualities of grasping can come up, we just keep relaxing that. Doesn't have to stay there forever. It's better than being poked with a stick, that's all. <laughs> so, of course, it can, we can feel quite uh, excited by that, but taking it a moment at a time. And then the... Um, then one can become to be, once there's a sense of well-being in the bodily domain, then you have a workable basis. Workable basis, you can then you can do some some work with it, and the work is really that of 
applying applying the mind more fully, which is his work of wisdom, which at first is just to acknowledge, to have this clear acknowledgement of staying with it and uh, noticing the length of a breath, uh, noticing the long breath. So staying with the complete exhalation and then the full inhalation. So it's getting the the mind or the mind that can can uh, understand to span over the entire breathing long breath and as you, when you engage the mind when you start to look or touch or apply there's a sense of you know you've received and now you're going into it it forms a focus so you get a certain sense of a, a focal point being established most people find it probably somewhere in the respiratory tract like the back of the nose or the abdomen or the chest you find a place where you get a focal point and then you if you like you the mind is standing somewhere or that attention is standing somewhere with then it's a, with this flow um, this, this breath flow passing through it so then you, you get the sense of having a, a position or a place that begins to establish itself and another quality of um, joy arises which is a sense of of clarity, the mind is 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 um, clear. The mind has its own sort of sense of purpose or zest. So that that brings the the mental aspect of joy to play. The two together, bodily and the mental, form the basis for samadhi. So it's not purely about placing the attention on one point, but how that point comes into being. The point itself comes out of the clarity, the release, the openness, the vitality of the of of, all, of the of the system, of the experience. It comes through the moderation of sense contact. So, but so in a way, the external sense contact, this external restraint, but internal um, enthusiasm or openness and we're actually really, you know, attending to something um, and then the mind then feels encouraged to find a place to settle in that you don't have to kind of push in or fight your way in or hack out a bit of territory or grab hold of something. It's like, here's this open space, feels comfortable, sit there, get in there and sit there. And you, you, so the mind naturally forms a focus. That's, that's the point, that's the one point. There's a physical base to it. Uh, it has an emotional um, one-pointedness, which means one feels settled, 
and those two aspects come together and you get a sense of one-pointed attention Mm -hmm. and then just staying there letting the breath be long and the breath begins then to or process calm so the breath becomes subtler and shorter you don't, it becomes less vigorous the body seems to calm down and there's a short breath breathing becomes subtler and shallower and that means that the external contact you know which is in this sense it's the the body you know bodily contact again becomes subtler so you know this means there's even more possibility for this internal basis to to open up there's less impingement doesn't mean that the system futs out or conks out and goes dull it means the system can now open in open up to that so that you know so I'm just trying to make that point about the two kinds of contact and that the restraining or the calming or the quieting of one has to go you know is it goes in tandem with it. in fact it's conducive to the brightening and the strengthening of the other you know so as the external goes down the internal can actually come up because you haven't got to carry this weight of stuff or stuff to negotiate with so you get an increasing sense of vitality and vibrancy in the mind and joy and that can then be fed back into the whole body because the body energy and the mental energy are, you know, go together as one's mind feels happier and more joyful that quality naturally distills into the body you get a sense of brightness it floods the whole body as I said this in this teaching one shouldn't take the body the mind and the thinking as, as really ultimately separate they all uh, interrelate to each other or manifestations of the same life force the same we use the same nervous system for all of them so you know when the the mood has a neurological effect and that and so on so that affects the body then this suffusing the entire body with the qualities of the um, joy calm well-being long breath, short breath contacting the whole body in this sense it's rather like um, when, when, the, when the system is clear and open so you can stand at one point and you every time you, when the breathing occurs it's the whole body opens up with that you can sense the whole energy of the body coming through that, that breath process yeah. So as you, as you breathe in and breathe out, you notice the different qualities of energy there. And then breathing out, fully feeling the whole sum total of, of embodiment at that particular moment. It doesn't mean you've got to move around your feet and toes and ears, but so much as just feel the sum total 
of the body, what the body feels like at that moment. It doesn't mean going anywhere, it just means actually just opening up to it. Thoroughly sensitive to the entire body, sabakaya patisamvedi, entire body thoroughly sensitive to it. When there are no obstructions, it's like when there's silence, then you can say something at this end of the room, it carries to the other end of the room. You don't have to run down there. Sometimes when, you, when your body process is not obstructed, a sensation or a mood travels through the whole thing immediately. But to, to recognize what the body is, and it to, so it's not this visual experience that we draw pictures of and take photos of, it's the embodiment, it's the energy that, you, that your body experiences in and of itself. The flushes, the tingling, the sensations, it's that. So that's the entire body that you experience. And as the mind is fresh and bright, that has this calming, steadying effect on this body energy. So, pasambayam, kaya sankara, body energy, kaya sankara. And then pasambayam, making it steady, calm, peaceful. Depending where you are on the process, then you know, recommend that probably a good part of the time when it's just actually still clearing space, moderating energy, and stabilizing some sense of embodiment, just being able to be in your body, um, getting into the tactile touch aspect of it, trying to feel yourself in touch with the breathing, it's like healing and as, as and to the extent to which there is the sense of well-being then letting your mind focusing in on that just focusing in on the sense of well-being in the body in relationship to this breathing process and you'll find a point, a point, focal point will naturally establish itself like your mind sits down somewhere. Oh. And then if you it's the you know it's the top bottom of your throat or something, or right there. And then, and then that's that's your that's your given place. And then with mindfulness and applied um, mentality, vitaka. It's like that, it's just like that, it's like that, where you're noticing, noting something and sensing it and fully opening to it. Um, so, and then the process kind of takes care of itself. So, when you, you reflect on the Anapanasati teachings, it's 
just to, to bear it in mind in the right way is a, a sense of openness and innocence to it. It doesn't mean, I find it personally, it, it is conducive to, to suffering to start looking at this stage and then get to that stage and then I've got to do this and how do I do that? When am I ever going to get to that? But it's more like uh, um, this is the kind of thing that happens. This is the way it goes. If you start here, then this is the next bit that happens. You'll be aware of the length of the breath. First of all, you probably trying to be aware of breathing is difficult enough in a steady way. But as that establishes itself, the next thing you can begin to notice you're aware of the length, length of the breath. And then just develop that. And if you develop that bit fully, the things will calm down. You'll be aware of the, the subtlety of the breath. You develop that, just stay with that. Take, um, open up to that, deepen into that, and you'll be aware of your whole whole body, and that naturally has the calming of it. So it's it's a natural process. One thing follows from the next. And then when we do walking or standing or going around in the in the monastery, just be aware of those the two ba- the two aspects of contact, moderating external contact and enhancing internal contact, designation contact, enhancing that. What's really happening? How is that striking me? What's the impression there? Mm. Can I regard that with a kindly attention? Can I let this one go? Can I, you know, lift a little bit into being with that? This is where you enhance internal contact. And these, these so working contact in this way is conducive to cultivation. <coughs> 